another episode of the Weaving Words Podcast. Uh, I have finally returned from my trip. Uh, that's why there's been a little hiatus or a little uh, pause in episode uploads. Um, but yeah, I just had to do a lot to get ready for it, and it was just it, it definitely knocked me out. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm a huge nerd, and I play uh, with plastic little army men. But because I'm even more of a nerd, they have to be Star Wars. Uh, I play the Star Wars Legion uh, tabletop game. I have a huge play group. I you know that I uh, that I'm part of here in uh, my local area, and uh, about five of us actually went to Las Vegas to play in a tournament. So yeah, even even when the nerds go to a big party area, they still do nerdy things. Uh, but it, it was a lot of fun. There was a you know I had to do a lot to get ready for it. Um, so I you know I was kind of trying to focus on that, especially because it it did cost you know a fair amount of money just to get tickets and do everything. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, hopefully I can talk about that in future podcasts one way or another. Um, it was a great trip. You know, we were there from Thursday to Sunday, had a lot of fun, ate a lot of good food, had a lot of fun games. Um, definitely something I'm looking forward to doing more frequently. Um, and then, you know, because of that, I kind of, you know, felt like talking about some of the, uh, stories, some of the, uh, media that I've consumed that's based off of tabletop games for the most part, you know, my, you know, you guys know how I structure this podcast is usually past present future you know uh stories that you're interested in and uh past and present or recent will definitely be tabletop game stuff while uh future will probably be a video game uh, but something from my past that was actually tabletop related um was uh i'm a huge i was a hugely hugely into not only the anime series or the cartoon but also the card game i played it really you know for a long time i played it competitively for a few years and it was a uh, game that most of you guys uh, might be aware of. If not, uh, the name is Yu-Gi-Oh! And uh, it was it was a really fun series. I, I watched, you know, the first few parts of it before it kind of went off the rails. And I'm not going to lie, life got a little bit busy. Um, and I just, you know, switched over to different games. And usually when you're not playing it, I mean, you, especially with this series, you, you get uh, attached to certain characters and they're just no longer relevant later on. Um, but Yu-Gi-Oh! was just a... Um, a really fun um really fun series it was definitely a little different in japan than it was in america because in japan it went more off of the manga um from what i've heard and read uh because Yu-Gi-Oh, he, he it's this weird series about this character his name's uh yugi moto um and he has this it's called the millennium puzzle he has this like little pyramid looking thing with an eye on it you know it's got egyptian eye on it and uh it what it does is it lets him switch his mind or his body or whatever with that of like an ancient pharaoh that has wild hair for some reason and uh just makes him like this boss at all these tabletop games he's able to just win um so initially in the series you know he would play other stuff like they would gamble they would play other like dice and cards and all that and I guess in the original manga series, they had this weird card game <laughs> where they would uh, use these cards to duel each other in mock battles, you know, um, like just for fun. Well, I guess it got super popular. People were like, hey, what is that that they're playing? What is that? We've never seen that. So they uh, they made that into a card game. And the American series anime was pretty much just about that. And he would play other games in there here and there. Um, but it was mainly about the Yu-Gi-Oh! trading card game or, or as in the anime it was called Duel Monsters. And uh, it was a really fun series, uh, just interesting characters, interesting story. Um, <clears throat> the first story arc dealt with, uh, you know, in, in the universe of the game, it's, it's, it's so funny because, like, it's supposed to be a children's card game, yet, like, 
adult things are settled with the card game. You know, like you can pay your rent if you beat your landlord in the game, I guess. Um, but yeah, uh, Yugi's um, grandfather, uh, I think his name's Solomon, Solomon Moto. He owns a trading card game shop. So he has, you know, a bunch of cool stuff. And then his friend gave him this really cool, really rare card, which turns out to be a blue eyes white dragon. And there's only four in existence, which in the real world, you know, there's like fucking billions of them out there. But in this, you know, fictional universe, there's only four in existence. One of Yugi's like classmates overhears that, hey, you know, his grandpa has a, um, you know, this rare car. So he sees it. He challenges his grandfather, like, I'll, I'll give you anything. You know, he has a, che- you know, a, a briefcase full of these super rare cards, you know, worth more than anything, more, more than the card. And the grandfather's like, no, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not. I, a friend gave this to me. I don't want to give it away. I don't care if it's worth a dollar or a thousand dollars or a million dollars. Like, it's, it's special to me. You know, he the Kaiba ends up, you know, challenging the grandpa to a duel, thinking he would, um, um, you know, the grandpa thinking he would teach him a lesson, plays against him. Well, it turns out Kaiba has the three other blue eyes, and he just doesn't want anybody to use those cards against him or whatever. So he beats him. He rips the card in half. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just it's it's wild because like Yugi plays against him, and he's like, you know, oh, my grandfather has no weak cards. And he has a uh, Exodia, which is like an auto win thing in the real world, and right there, I guess it is too. You know, you bring it out, nothing beats Exodia. Uh, but it was such an interesting, it was such an interesting uh, series because that was the first story arc. Uh, Yugi beats Kaiba, fucking breaks his mind, um, and then yeah, they never go back to school. <laughs> they never go back to school from then on. It's just Yu-Gi-Oh all the time. Um, after this, they get invited to what is called Duelist Kingdom. So there's this character called Maximilian Pegasus, and he also has a Millennium Eye. So it turns out there's a ton of Millennium items, and uh, um, Pegasus uh, is trying to get all of them. He's trying to collect them, so that's why he lured you know Yugi and a bunch of these other guys there. Um, and it, it was it was such a cool idea because everybody has like these little gauntlets that they're gonna you know. They, they have a, a gauntlet, like a weird little glove with a cuff that holds stars. And uh, every time you beat someone, you you can wager however many stars you want to wager that you have. Because um, you start off with, I think it was like three or five. It was not a lot. And you can wager against other players. And if you beat them, they give you whatever you wagered. You know, if you wager three stars, they'll give you three stars. And once you fill up the glove, you're, you move on to the next step. And it was cool. It was just a really interesting, really cool idea. You got to saw a lot of different, you know, characters and decks and archetypes. And it was it was super fun. Um, after the Duelist Kingdom story arc, they do, I think it was Battle City. Battle City was awesome because Battle City is where they basically start to set up the card game in the cartoon to be closer in line with the card game in real life. Because in the cartoon, it was pretty much just bullshit. They're just like, I'll summon these three things and attack you and kill you, and you can't do anything about it. Whereas in the real in the real world, when you play the card game, it'd be like, you have to do this, you have to do this. It slows it down a bit. So they, they started um you know adding more rules, making it si- similar to the, uh, the real-life game, which was cool. And Kaiba was running this uh, game, and uh, I think the reason he was doing that is he wanted to win the god cards, I think is what it was, you know, because they find out that there's these, like, god cards, and if you get all three of them, you can take over the world or whatever bullshit, you know, uh, MacGuffin. Uh, there was Slifer the Sky Dragon, Wing Dragon Raw, and Obelisk the Tormentor. Um, Yugi ends up winning Slifer the Sky Dragon. Kaiba is given the Obelisk the Tormentor card. And then there's the new big bad, which is Merrick, 
Um, and he uh, he already has Winged Dragon Raw. And the similar thing, similar thing. So the reason Kaiba made the Battle City arc is what happens is you have to beat other people just like you did in Duel's Kingdom and you get stuff from them just like you did in the previous arc. But in this one, you start off with these weird little translucent cards. And if you, I think you're supposed to get three of them. Three of them helps you move on to the next step. And the, the reason being is when you get three of them and you stack them together, it gives you coordinates to where the next step of the game is. And another thing that they do is... um. Because yeah, if you beat them, you get one from them. Because you only have, I think you only have the one, so you can get knocked out real quick. Or did you have three or two? I forget. I think you only start off with one because you just instantly get knocked out. Um, and then not only do you get that card from them, you also get one card from your opponent's deck of your choice. So if I, you know, if we, me and you played, me and you, the listener, um, and I whoop your ass because I would, um, you know, your life points go down to zero. You can't beat me. I'm unbeatable. Um, I'll be like, hey, give me your weird little GPS card. Plus, I want your whatever it is, you know. I want your winged dragon or raw. I want your rare card, you know. Um, and I think the reason Kaiba did that is to get the other god cards because he wants to be, you know, the big bad boss. Um, and it, it was a really cool idea. They introduced, you know, the rare hunters where their whole, their whole thing is they didn't care about going on the next level. They just wanted to steal, basically, not steal, but like win as many rare cards off of opponents as they could. And then you had people that were, you know, um also working for merrick that were um you know going around just you know trying to beat yugi and his friends and stuff because they can do shadow duels or or um where it would be like yeah if you lose you you lose your soul your soul gets banished to the shadow realm which is again a really interesting idea that kept coming up here and there um but that was a really cool story arc after that you know uh yugi wins because he's the main character and he you know he's got the heart of the cards which is you know plot armor basically uh, but it's still cool, you know, we like him, we like him, we like the guy. Um, I think the next story arc after that, um, I think it's a video game. They do like a video game where they go into like a VR, you know, they kind of did it sort out online before it was a thing. And after that, I mean, that was like a weird Atlantis thing. And then they went like, you know, the final story arc with these characters was like a Egyptian story arc, you know, where they go back in time and they reveal the Pharaoh's like origins. And uh, again, it's just it's, it's so funny how this children's card game has such high stakes. You know, it'd be like in the real world uh, shoot, like world art, you know, world level arguments were settled playing, you know, Foursquare or Hopscotch or Jacks or Pogs. Uh, so it's just interesting. Um, but yeah, after that, I just I didn't keep up with the series. It was just it got a little past me. And the characters that I liked went away. I didn't like the new one. I know I watched GX a bit. GX was the second series that had a. Had like it was a hello, hello, hello. All right, I apologize about that. My batteries died on my recorder. Um, but yeah, where was that? Uh, the Yu Gi Oh! GX series took place right after the original Yu Gi Oh! The original characters were for the most part gone, they make some cameos here and there. <coughs> But uh, again, like I was saying, the the world's events revolve around this children's card game, which is just wild. So they have these academies, you know, these places where they go and they, you know, these prestigious institutes where young children and adults can um, learn to play the game and get better. And, you know, it's, it's so weird. And I think it started by Kaiba. You know, Kaiba's a big proponent in this universe of making, you know, this card child's card game so important. And yeah, there's a different dorm. Oh yeah, they're based off of the um, 
the god cards. You know, you got the blue for the obelisk, yellow for uh, wing dragon raw, um, and then you got red for a uh, slifer, and that's just different like groups or dwarves or classes in the academy. Um, almost like Harry Potter, you know, you got your Hufflepuff shit and all that stuff. Um, and the main character, his name is Jaden. Y- J- you say Jaden? You say? Ah, man, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um. And yeah, they, they, on this one, they start kind of delving more into like the mystical aspect of it, which I mean, it was whatever, like it was, it was okay, but it's like, oh yeah, each card has like a mystical creature tied to it or whatever, you know, like a spirit monster. And, uh, it was cool. It was all right. Uh, Kaiba would come in every now and then. Um, I think Yugi made an appearance at one point. Um, but that, that's kind of it. And then, um, after, I mean, I'm a gloss over GX. I didn't watch that series a whole lot. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but the third one I started watching was, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds. That's where they introduced like synchro monsters. And, uh, they kind of jumped the shark where they started playing this, this child's card game, uh, on motorcycles and however many cards you played went faster. And it was just fucking weird, man. Like, but that's just cartoons in general. Um, yeah, I remember like they grow up in like these slums and in order to get out of it, like they have to be really good at this child's card game. And there's police that keep these kids like in check. Like you can't leave the slums, you fucking little poor like rats or whatever. I don't know. It was fucking weird. It was a weird show too. Um, that was probably when I was playing the most competitively and then I just kind of fell out of it. There's just other stuff I wanted to do with my time. Um, besides play child's card game. Oh, that's dope. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, you know, I, I love the series. Uh, they did movies and I love the movies and it's always, you know, I have fond memories of it. I still have friends that, uh, do the card game. Um, you know, something that again, I remember fondly and I, again, as, as weird and as cheesy as the show was, I loved it. Like it, it, just like anything else you're growing up with, you're going to, you're going to remember fondly, hopefully. Um, but yeah, that that was you know growing up. I remember yeah, for it was Kids WB to Four Kids TV. And I remember they would do um every Saturday morning they'd do two episodes back to back. It'd be an old one like a rerun, and then it'd be a new one because you know by then I think it was syndicated or they're just running you know double episode. It'd be an older one, and then it'd be the new episode would be the second one. And I still remember I tell people all the time one one week I lucked out <laughs> where it was like you know you know how it was back then there was no Netflix so uh. They ended up playing two brand new episodes in the two time slots. And I was like, holy shit, did they fuck up? And then uh, I think they did because the next week it was the same. It, it was a, it was an older episode and then it was the new one from the week before that they accidentally played. So I was like, oh, man, you know, I got kind of teased a bit, but eh, it is what it is. Um, something for more recently that is tabletop game related is um, I watched this series maybe a year or two ago, uh, maybe a little bit longer because it's not fresh in my head. But the series was called March Comes In Like a Lion, and it was a uh, anime. It was uh, based off of a manga, and uh, it revolved around a character. His name was I'm bad with names. The main character was Rei Kiriyama, and uh, they play the game uh, Shogi, I believe. Uh, let me let me just make sure. yeah Shogi. He's a professional Shogi player. Um, which Shogi is like the Japanese version of chess, but they have a little bit more moves, like, cause they got different types of characters. Um, they got different moves and, uh, you can actually, just like over here, I think you can play chess professionally as well. If you get good enough, like you'll get paid to, to play. Um, and yeah, the, the main character, he, he's an orphan. He gets br- taken in by a friend of his father's and, um, the friend is a professional shogi player, so he kind of teaches them, you know, uh, teaches them the ropes. And they're they have two or three kids. Uh, so he has like these siblings, quote unquote. 
Um, and I think two of them were good at the game. Now, maybe even three um, were good at, at um, Shogi. And uh, and uh, when this, when Ray came in, uh, he was better than all of them, you know. So the the younger boy just gave up. He just plays wants to play video games. The girl just got out of it, and then I think the other one still kept trying, and she was trying to be in a relationship with like one of the other professional players. But it's really cool seeing like it's definitely it's a coming of age, a slice of life, very slice of life. But there's also a little bit of romance, which if you know me, I'm I'm a big you know I'm I'm a fucking hopeless romantic. And, uh, yeah, it's cool just seeing these little coming-of-age romance stories because especially with, you know, your first time, right, like first loves, like it's always just, uh, it hits different, right? Uh, makes everything louder, basically, more, like everything more. Um, so it's cool to see him just learning to be an adult, to take care of himself, um, handle relationships. Because it's very easy when you're a kid to be like, oh, this guy's my opponent. I hate him. He's a bad guy. And then, you know, you, you see these people all the time because they're going to the same place he is. And you're like, oh, this is just a cool dude that comes in and he acts funky when he plays or he's just different. He thinks differently. So it's, de it's definitely really cool just to see stuff like that. Um, yeah, it was a really interesting series. Um, I definitely recommend checking it out whenever you get a chance. Uh, there's not a lot I can talk about because, again, I've, I've kind of forgotten it. it. It wasn't as etched into my brain like Yu-Gi-Oh! was. Um, but yeah, uh, after this... So something I am looking forward to, which is not a board game, um, but it is a uh, video game related, is I've just started watching the series uh, on HBO Max for The Last of Us, which is an awesome video game that I played shoot almost ten years ago now, actually probably seven, eight years ago. Um, yeah, it's a really, really great you know post-apocalyptic video game where it's, uh, you know, they're, they're zombies, but they're different. You know, they're, they're uh, fungus, uh, which is, you know, uh, a little different than just your regular virus. Um, and they just kind of show you it's such a fresh take on on the post-apocalypse zombie stuff. It's more, I don't know, it feels more natural. It doesn't feel like crazy force like the uh, Resident Evil or any of these other games. Um, and then, yeah, like it's just society. Everything's collapsed in the United States at the very least. I think everywhere. And uh, it's just society's, uh, you know, just living in whatever whatever semblance of um life they can have you know it's just like anything else you know walking dead like you know that people are raiding and pillaging we also got to worry about these crazy smart fungus like zombies um that can communicate through the you know because it's a fungus um yeah the main character is uh joel uh the game starts off he's running away or so the the game the series kicks off the the story of the game and the tv show are very similar where it kicks off and um he has a daughter. The you know the little outbreak happens. The daughter gets killed. What's up? Nah. And then um yeah the daughter gets killed by uh the government basically like the soldiers because they're just told to kill everyone. Once his daughter dies, he just fucking you know sees red, kills the dude. Um and then yeah they, what ends up taking over is a federal right? It's the federal government. They're kind of just being very totalitarian like Nazi ish. Um, which is, again, it's interesting. It's such an interesting idea where you have like, yeah, the government's supposed to protect you. It's like, now they just control your lives. Um, and then, oh, you want to run away? Well, we're going to kill you. And if we don't kill you, the zombies will kill you because they'd rather kill you than you become a zombie, um, and infect other people. Um, but yeah, it's a really good series. Ellie, she's, uh, she gets brought in, I think in the first episode too. Um, and she, you go to find out that she is immune, immune to the zombie bites. I mean, she can still get killed. Like, somebody can shoot her. Zombies can tear her apart. But she, um, 
she's uh she's immune to turning into like one of these zombies so right now they're trying to figure out how to get her to a um to a facility where they can work on her i mean like you know get the cure or figure out how to um how do you say uh use her immunity to help the greater good for lack of a better term um but yeah it's, it's a really good series um i know this episode is not too long but you know i just i had a lot going on i want to get something out um but yeah if you have any questions about any of these because i'm definitely looking forward to the last of us um and i'll probably rewatch march comes in like a lion just because i do remember fondly you know liking it had have good uh good memories um but yeah if you guys have any questions any follow-ups if there's any guests you want to see come back let me know i mean i'm always open i, I like uh hitting up all my buddies and doing fun, some fun stuff um yeah hit me up um weaving words podcast on gmail facebook instagram hooligan squad discord server has a weaving words podcast sub you know uh room um but yeah other than that thanks for giving me a listen adios